0: Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomie*, The Tudor Assassin Written by Dario Knight And performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 4 The River For a moment there was nothing And then, like a warm balm Sunlight bathed the professor's closed eyes and beckoned them to open. The cry of birds and the soothing slosh of water stroking the shore filled her ears, and she determined to take a glance at her surroundings. No sooner had she opened her eyes, they were filled with tears. She had done it. The machine had worked. Her landing site was at the bank of a great river, whose water ebbed and flowed mere metres from where the machine stood its copped blades slowing to a halt. Across the water lay an entirely new skyline. Rows of buildings clad in plaster were punctuated by a forest of steeples from churches and cathedrals. Wiping her eyes on her sleeve, the Professor quickly opened her bag and took out Runcible's map. Unrolling it, she looked at the scratchy illustrations and compared them with the horizon. There were all manner of inaccuracies, as Runcible had warned, but it was undoubtedly a match. TUDOR LONDON The Professor rolled the map up again and stepped down from the marble platform onto the hard earth. A few tentative steps brought her closer to the water. She hadn't breathed since the machine had landed. Savouring the moment, she smiled and prepared to draw in lungfuls of historic London air. And then she choked. Coughing and spluttering, she grabbed a handkerchief from her pocket and held it over her nose. By the laws of physics, what a whiff! The air was indeed thick with an odour she dared not ponder the origins of, though it stood as a pungent reminder that the London of the sixteenth century was not as sanitised as her own time. Eventually her coughing subsided, but the stench lingered far longer. Old your nose, in through the mouth, just like eating broccoli. Now then! She pocketed the handkerchief and returned to the machine. She placed the map on top of the leather bag, which she set to one side, and lifted up the marble platform to reveal a hidden compartment. Inside was a huge piece of rough fabric, which she removed before lowering the platform again. She shook the fabric out and threw it over the machine. Straightening the fabric to ensure her invention was fully covered, a scampering noise momentarily caught her ear and she turned. She had landed in an alleyway between two buildings. "'the river at one end, a street to the other. "'Hello? "'Wasn't expecting a welcome party. "'Above her, to one side, a window opened with a creak. "'Instinct led her to dart a few steps up the alleyway "'and sure enough a splash of stale liquid "'hit the floor where she'd been standing. "'Walking cautiously back towards the machine, "'she looked up at the window. "'A craggy-faced woman with a white cap glared down at her. "'The professor raised her hat. (laughs) "'Morning, madam!' "'I'll forego the impromptu shower, if you don't mind.' The woman merely grunted and closed the window. The professor replaced her hat, then grabbed the map in one hand and slung the leather bag over her shoulder with the other. "'Well, then, a wide new world to explore.' Being careful not to breathe too deeply, she sidestepped the newly placed puddle and walked along the alleyway, emerging moments later into the street. Like the London of her own time, the thoroughfare was packed with people, though far narrower than she had expected. The buildings on either side were three or four storeys tall, each new tier jutting out further into the street until the roofs almost touched. The road was paved but muddy, strewn with straw and so uneven in places the Professor had to watch her step lest she tripped. The crowd moved slowly, which gave her all the more time to turn and take in every detail of the living history she now walked through. Each aspect of her surroundings excited and enthralled her. The dark beams, cracked plaster, and small grimy windows of the buildings. The catalogue of faces passing her in every direction. The wooden carts inching along in the throng of the great Tudor populace. "'Hello,' she said to a man passing in the opposite direction, a tremor of excitement ringing in her voice. "'Morning,' he replied with a faint smile and a raised eyebrow for her unusual clothes. "'Have a pleasant day.' She chimed at a young woman who was heading into one of the buildings. "'And the same to you,' she grinned before disappearing inside. "'Lovely weather this morning,' she offered to the driver of a cart edging along nearby. (laughs) "'Pox on it,' came the reply. "'Some things never change, it seems,' the professor smiled. Suddenly a scream rang out from another side street. Several in the crowd stopped and looked to one another in puzzlement but the Professor, ever alert, immediately turned in search of the unrest. Just as she had done that morning in her own version of London, she flitted through the crowd. "'Pardon me, sorry, could I just—' Eventually she reached the source of the scream. A girl of no more than eight stood weeping, clutching her mother's apron. "'Don't be silly, girl. There's nothing there,' the mother chided. "'Hello there. Professor Cronomie at your service,' Professor said with the raising of her hat. "'What's the trouble?' "'No trouble, ma'am. She's mucking about.' "'It was down there,' sobbed the girl, pointing down a dark tunnel. "'What was, my dear girl?' asked the Professor, as she crouched down beside the child. "'Don't mind me,' said a chirpy voice passing close by in the street. "'Not at all,' the Professor replied. But she didn't catch the person's face. "'It was a shadow,' the girl began. But her mother had had enough. "'Hush you. Don't waste the lady's time. Come on.' "'Oh, it's no problem at all, really.' "'It was too late. "'The woman had pulled the girl away. "'Hmm. "'Back to the matter in hand. "'I wonder whereabouts in the city I... "'Oh, no!' "'The map had gone. "'She'd been holding it in her hand "'but had not noticed its disappearance. "'She looked frantically around at the pavement "'in the hope that she'd merely dropped it in the confusion, "'but already knew what had happened. "'The owner of the Chipper Voice had been a thief.' Silly, foolish, daft professor. Barely here five minutes and look what's happened. She turned to begin pursuit of the crook, but only managed a few steps. Ringing out from the dark passageway came a strained, unearthly screech that sent cold fear through her veins. She turned on her heel and cautiously approached the passage. It was deserted, but she needed no confirmation now of the shadow the young girl had seen that so frightened her. The scream was unmistakable. It was the cry of the creatures she'd seen in the vortex. One had followed her. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomium, an unbound theater production. The Tudor Assassin was written by Dario Knight. It was performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin MacLeod.